0: We got something to talk about. Halloween ends. Just got through watching it, and I can uh, I can see why a lot of people are upset. But at the same time, it's not that bad. Now hold on, before you come out and m- lynch mob or whatever. Uh, hear my case There was a, an infamous movie that I love called Henry: Portrait of a Serial Killer which is notorious It's a, it's a it's a one of a kind movie there's nothing else like it and somehow it became kind of a cult classic and they ended up making a sequel Henry 2 Now Henry 2 is not near the movie that the first one is, but the problem is if you took the name Henry off of it and made it its own movie, it would have stood on its own very well. The problem is, is you're comparing it to the first Henry movie. There's no Michael Rooker in the second one. It's a totally different guy, so there you go. There's a problem to begin with, but if you just renamed this and turned it into another story of a so-called serial killer, It would have been fine. I think it would have done pretty decently. I feel the same way about this movie. You always wonder about this. Was this originally a part of the plan? The overall idea of the the trilogy Halloween return idea? Or was this story laying around, had some potential, but they thought, hey, if we took this and actually stuck Michael Myers in it for a little bit and we, we've we got a part of a movie where we want to kill off Michael Myers but then we've got no other story but now we've got this other story here that lacks a few things what if we combine the two and make a movie out of it, right? I almost feel like that's part of what happened here could be wrong but it seems like it now, with that being said the movie obviously has its problems, right? Man, oh man, has it got some issues. Uh, When you read the comments, a lot of people talk about how boring it is. Well, it's boring because you expect to see Michael Myers through the whole movie because this is supposed to be the big crescendo. This is where we're going to have it all crash down to a big epic ending, and there you go. And again, I think if you listened to the last episode, I talked about the idea of there being a message. And that message is loud and clear on this episode, or this movie. And I felt it kind of leaning that way just from the way the Halloween Kills ended. And I think I'm right. I think I'm very right on the fact of they really took this and brought a message aboard. Was it the right move? Don't really know. Uh, again, I've seen the majority of people really not liking it. And I've seen some that really think it's great. And I can see why on both parts. It's all of your perspective of what you are expecting out of the movie. I'm usually happier when, I, happier when I go in and I don't expect anything. Then I'm not really disappointed. But this one is, hey, you're supposed to be wrapping this up, right? Big ordeal. We've been waiting since... 2018 to see how this all ends. And it's like the ending of any sitcom, right? They never found the right way to end it, or it has to end abruptly, and it just kind of fizzles out. Much like this, I'd say, to a certain degree. But at the same time, that message, let's talk about that for a minute. The message in this is very strong. It kind of goes back to what I said before. We become the monster. We let something infiltrate us so much and take us over, We forget who we are, and we become something that we shouldn't be. It can happen to a mass group of people, like in Halloween Kills, or it can happen to an individual, like Corey in this movie. This poor guy is raised his whole life, well, not his whole life, since his teens, of being accused of something that supposedly he didn't do. We get the impression he didn't do it. He believes he didn't do it. But again, that's all open to interpretation. And that kind of overrides everything else that's in this movie. It's a pretty interesting concept when you think about it. Is it the right idea for a Halloween movie? Probably not. But I kind of see what they were going for. I've seen a lot of people throwing, uh, you know, Jason Goes to Hell around as far as a reference point to this. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Uh... Needless to say, at the end of Halloween Kills, we see Michael jumping up, taking care of some business, doing a little TBC, or TCB. It's TCB, baby. Taking care of business. And, uh, lo and behold, he just uh, crawls down in a sewer line, a manhole, down by the river. He lives in a manhole down by the river. And, uh, He's still pretty banged up, but you know, you start thinking about, well, does he not eat anything? I mean, he's still—he's st- just gonna sit down here in this sewer with just sitting there with his mask on. So I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of strange, but hey, you got to meet up somewhere. I-, I think one of the bigger problems in this movie—I get the whole idea with Corey, right? Because. You can look at uh, Nightmare in the Street part two. You can look at all these different references of the person that's been pushed over the edge. Well, even Friday the 13th part four, right? You got Corey uh, Feldman's gonna, you know, turn into Jason, of, you know, you think, anyways. So, uh, that same idea of it consuming somebody and turning them into something or not, is it based off the arrangement or not? Who knows? But the biggest problem, not the fact of we've kind of seen that story before, but I think the real problem is, is this is supposed to be pretty current time as far as movie telling, storytelling. That uh, the biggest issue we have is Corey is being picked on by a group of kids. One of them's even wearing a. Band marching uniform, so you know that they're really baddies at the school. (laughs) Um, A group of kids riding around in a late '80s Chrysler LeBaron convertible. Now, when I think of mean kids, this is what I (laughs) what I think of. They're driving a car that's, you know, almost 40 years old, (laughs) and they're a threat to this kid, right? And it may be because Corey is so low on the totem pole because nobody in town likes him. Uh, they're all disappointed with what he's done. Hold, you know, assume that he's guilty. You know, so he's got this bad aura around him, and he's kind of recluse. So maybe he's just easy pickings for these people. But it's that whole scenario of getting pushed too far, and Corey snapping. And lo and behold the survivor from Halloween Kills, which is Jimmy Lee Curtis's granddaughter, ends up having a hots for Corey. So, that gets built into the story. So, again, it, it, if you're expecting Michael Myers, you're not getting much of it, right? This is a totally different story. And so they have their issues of getting together. It's very Karate Kid-ish in a way, right? Because... They want to get together, but they can't, and kids are beating him up. And I mean, it's it's almost that story to a certain degree. They do rough him up pretty bad, but you do see him snap from time to time and show anger that could be dangerous to even himself. So you're, you're taking this ride with him, and as, I think, again, this is where everybody gets lost because they're not interested in this guy. He's a brand-new character through all of this. You don't care. Where's the big finale showdown? We want an hour and a half to two hours of nothing, but Michael and Jamie Lee Curtis battling it out, and you're not getting anything near that. Um, Eventually, Corey ends up down in the sewer somehow, and uh, I'm sure there's people that can tell you exactly what happened, but it's really not that important. He ends up running into Michael, and it's kind of a weird thing here where you does Michael kill him but Michael sees something in his eyes almost like he shares the same pain or he recognizes the pain that the boy's going through almost like he can see the psychosis going on and he kind of I don't want to say takes him under his wing but they become kind of partners in a weird way now everybody was okay with this when Luke Skywalker is in Dagobah, and he goes and fights Vader, even though it's not really Vader. And he cuts off the thing, and it's, it's its own face inside of Vader's helmet. This scene to me is very reminiscent of that kind of thing, because you're wondering are they are they telling you here that it's the spirit of Michael entering the boy, not necessarily Michael really being there, which plays off. If if it was that way, it'd be one thing. Problem is, is later on he he does show up, so he's not a ghost. He's not a spirit. So, who knows? I mean, uh, maybe the evil incarnate thing and he can, you know, just bid his will and that's what happens. Don't really know. But, uh, from that point on, let's face it. I mean, you may not care for this movie or you may care for it, but these kills and this? Pretty dang brutal. Uh, so he ends up, Corey that is, going back, dressing up like Michael and going after all the people that have either done him wrong or mistreat him, he just snaps and becomes M.M. Uh, Jr. So, that's kind of where you're at with this. Again, very reminiscent to a lot of the movies I brought up earlier. Uh, except you don't have the inner struggle till later on when he finally realizes that this is not what he should be doing, but when it comes down to it, he eventually shows up at Jamie Lee Curtis's house, which she's what had hooked her granddaughter and this guy up together. And he feels like he's going to finish off Michael's work, so is Michael controlling him to go finish the job? Well, that would have been an interesting twist, too, but no. Michael shows up and squishes Corey's head. So, I guess they're no longer best buddies. (laughs) So, that's a little... Throws you a little bit, too, right? And then you do get the battle that you're kind of interested in. And it doesn't last near as long as you would expect. But I have to hand it to Jamie Lee Curtis. Because this is a very physical act here. I'm assuming she did a lot of it. I don't think there's much stunt work that she wouldn't have done herself. Could be wrong on that. But, I thought the battle... At that point, it was pretty good. Um, not quite as uh, a big showstopper for an ending that I would have expected. But uh, again, I think the battle is is fine. I think it's a good confrontation of the two. You've got you know Jimmy Lee Curtis's mind is set on I have to I have to die too, or it never goes away. So that's an interesting twist too. Which again, not that uncommon. But she feels like that they both have to be gone for this to leave the town. And again, there's that message creeping in of it's more than just a serial killer. It's what it's done to the whole community, the whole town, the whole society. And can you really put an end to it? So with that being said, I'm totally fine with the ending of it. The fact that the town gathers together once more... And all the police and everybody, they take his body and go grind him up for hamburger meat at the end. That's kind of his burial. And that's kind of the end. Um, You know, and then it's like Jamie Lee Curtis's character is finally starting to move on with her life. And she's interested in the, the, the deputy which, you know, has all the flashbacks from earlier on and they have a good connection, but I think she denies herself of everything through the majority of this movie, well, through all the movies, really, because of what's happened and what alarm and what danger it puts everybody in, even though she did have kids and grandkids and all that stuff. But it's like she can hit that reset button again and get back to living life. So, again, there's some good qualities. If you look at this movie... From a different point, but is it a good Halloween movie? It's pretty weak, and uh, but I don't hate it. Again, I, I don't. I'm just kind of in between, and I, I kind of felt that way from the first movie all the way through these. Um, and that's just kind of where I stand on these. Don't really hate them. Don't really love them. They're just all right, and I'm not going to get bent out of shape because it's a movie. Somebody else will get the rights to it and who knows, start it all over again. That's what we thought with Rob Zombie, right? Started off with a bang and you're kind of like, yeah, what happened on that part two, buddy? Again, not knocking it either. There's people out there that love that movie. Totally fine with that. Everybody can like what they like. I'm just trying to tell you what I saw on both sides of what this movie actually is. So, bottom line is heavy with the message. But not a great Michael Myers film. Is it a good Halloween film? Possibly. Is it a good Michael Myers film? Not really. That's kind of it. So, I'm sure everybody has an opinion on this one. So, if you want to share those with me when you see this post, let me know what you think. Because I'm kind of on the fence, too. And I I don't see why it gets the hate that it does. I understand, well, I guess I do understand why it does, but again, uh, it can always be worse, it can always be better. So, all right, folks, that's going to be it for this episode. We will check you later.